Jesus is risen. That's the proclamation of every Easter and every Sunday we gather at Miami Valley Church. And every Sunday we gather at Miami Valley Church, we're going through a series called Through It All. As Pastor Wilderge and I are taking a look at the story of the scriptures and how they point to Jesus over and over again. In fact, Jesus Christ is the dominant theme of every book in the Bible. So if this is your first Sunday at Miami Valley and you'd like to know what we've been doing, go to our YouTube channel, look for My Miami Miami Valley, and you can see the message that we've started in the book of Genesis. And we'll be doing that next week as we get back into the book of Genesis and we see how the story of Jesus is so precious and it leads to the fact that he loved us, that he died on the cross, and that he rose from the dead. Happy Easter. Here at Miami Valley Church, we want to make Jesus known and we believe that that starts in the homes. If you want to check out our website, we make it so simple for you. Go to family. Underneath that, you will find the tab Parent Q. That will take you to a website that each and every week, um, it provides just a short video, a lesson um, that your kids are gonna love. It's an interactive, filled with music, teaching, great characters, and it's just gonna point them back to Jesus each and every week. Um, And I think the parents might like it almost as much as the kids. Check it out, you won't wanna miss it. On Easter Sunday, 1992, a group of people launched a brand new church in the Miami Valley called Miami Valley Church with this belief that a great commitment to the great commandment of the Great Commission would grow a great church. That was their mission statement back in 1992. We don't say it that way anymore because it is not our desire to grow a great church. We have one passion and one desire only, and that is this. Welcome to Miami Valley Church. We are a community of people who want to get the good news of Jesus Christ out to the valley and all over the world. But instead of doing it our way, we're asking God, how would you have us love and share Jesus? Right where you have placed us. The first step in doing this is by trusting the Lord and doing good. As this valley and this world are desperate for hope, we want to point them toward Jesus. Not to make ourselves or even our church name famous, but to make Jesus known. To accomplish this vision and to fulfill the mission God has given Miami Valley Church. We are seeing that it doesn't require a typical church building, but it does require us to make Jesus known right here in our heart, which goes into our home, overflows into our neighborhoods, into our communities, and all over this valley, all throughout the ends of the earth. We want to be a church not known for its building, but a church who is building a community of people who trust the Lord and do good. Wherever God would have us. We want to be a church not known for the number of followers we have on social media by making our own names famous, but by making Jesus known with every resource that he gives us. So that's who we are. That's what we're about. And we're so glad that you are here to join us. It is our desire at Miami Valley Church to make Jesus known. And over the course of the years, we have known two things to be sure. Number one, that as long as God gives us breath to lead and and shepherd this church, that we will always proclaim that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Our message will never change. It is all about Jesus and making him known. We've also known over the years that our methods would need to change. So for four and a half years, we met on Kings Ridge Drive in a strip mall. For 26 months, we met at Bauer Elementary School uh, in a school building. We moved in and out each week. And for the last 18 and a half years, we have met on the corner uh, in Miamisburg, Ohio, but we have sensed God saying that it's time for us to make a move. And we believe with all of our hearts and are so excited about the things that God has in store for us. But friends, I want you to know this is not a reaction to COVID-19 in the last year. This is something God's been stirring in our hearts for a long, long time. Pastor Jed. Yeah, I have notes So we've been going through uh, back from 2017, uh, just the church model and looking at our church and the two takeaways that I have from that meeting Uh, Number one being what we are doing right now isn't working. And then the next one, 
do whatever he tells you, he being Jesus. And so we have just seen, uh, those of you that are around when Miami Valley Church started, uh, back in that time, there's this commercial on TV that said, this is not your father's Oldsmobile. <laughs> and Miami Valley Church said, this is not your father's church. It was started to reach people who were far away from Jesus Christ. And 40% of the group born between 1981 and 1996, 40% of them say they have no religion at all. Wow. And if you take the generation that was born in 1997 to, 19, to 2015, 13% of them self-identify as atheists. And so we are compelled to reach the next generation for Christ. But it wasn't just 2017. Pastor Kevin, you uh, were on staff for, for longer than that. And uh, way back in early 2000, we, we started sensing God taking us on a journey for what might be next. Would you share us a little bit of that? That's right. At the time, we had a, just a, an unclear vision, but it looked kind of like a community center. So we looked at some different buildings and what that might look like and uh, talked to a bunch of different people about, about how that might work. And, uh, and over the years, that's, that vision has kind of changed and, and morphed to, we've gotten a little bit clearer and a little bit clearer. And, and back around 2017, when we, we met, it, it looked more like a ministry mall, someplace where uh, we could do different versions or different types of ministry, uh, whether they be a, a restaurant or a, a coffee shop or, or something like that. So fast forward to 2017, when we got together and, and the vision at that time then looked a little bit clearer, but it looked a little bit more like what we were calling a ministry mall, where Miami Valley Church could could be in different ministries of Miami Valley Church would would uh, be able to reach people from, from one centralized facility, one centralized place. But over the last couple years, God's been stirring something else in this community, and he's brought a lot of uh, the nonprofit and church groups together uh, to work together, to do things together, uh, to, whether that's other churches in the Miami Valley, whether that's uh, Helping Hands or Hope for Miamisburg or Miami Valley Leadership Foundation, Declare Dayton or Simple Street or all these different organizations that are that are reaching people in a different way, in their own unique way. And it's something that we don't have to do it all. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. But all these organizations could come to a central place, which we're calling uh, the well. Some place that a centralized place in the community where people can come uh, for community to, to get their needs met, to get fed, uh, whatever that need may be. And they may not come looking for Jesus, but they'll find him there. Yeah. So that is just the vision, and, and as the years have developed, we've come to understand vision that God places on our hearts, much more like a Polaroid picture than a digital picture that you can take with your camera. You know those old Polaroid pictures that you take and it spits out of the camera and you've got to hold on to it, and the longer you hold on to it, the clearer it becomes. And the problem with Polaroid type of vision is we're used to digital world, where we can look at a picture and if we don't like it, we blow it up so we can see all of the details. And I just don't think that's the way that God gives us vision. In fact, as we've moved into a COVID season, and October 2019, before we even knew anything of this pandemic, I stood in front of our community of faith and simply said, I believe with all of our heart that God's saying we need to get ready to move out of the facility at Fifth and Park and take a next step of faith. And we believe that God, through COVID, has moved us out of that building. And we simply have said from the start that we believe that this is very similar to the wilderness motif that's in all of the scriptures. And then the wilderness motif, as God shows up, he delivers his people to take that step of faith and he calls them on a step of faith. And Psalm 77, 19, which has kind of been the theme verse for me throughout this last year and a half has very, very simply been this. God's 
word says this your road led through a pathway through the sea a pathway no one knew was there and you let Moses and Aaron lead them as their shepherds and so Pastor Kevin Pastor Jed and I sit in front of you today and we are just your shepherds and we're doing our best to hold on to the vision that God has given us to lead us as a church family to the best place where you can grow to become more like Jesus than ever before where we can reach more people that they would know that Jesus Christ is the way the truth and the life and that we can have an impact so there's this wilderness period where God delivers you there's a place where he is reforming us around his word around what real community looks like and we're calling those house churches and what real worship is and it's not just showing up one hour a week on Sunday morning but having a place that is engaging its community 24 hours a day seven days a week and friends we are excited about the days ahead at Miami Valley Church and if you're looking for a church that's doing our best to just follow Jesus and make Jesus famous we invite you to get on this road with us a road we don't know how it's going to go through the obstacles that are in front of us but we trust that Jesus is leading us every step of the way welcome to Miami Valley Church Father, we love you so very much in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, right. you so much. Absolutely. So glad you did. Yes. take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I love you, Lord, my strength. 
You stepped into my Egypt You took me by the hand You marched me out in freedom Into the promised land Now I will not forget you I'll sing of all you've done Death is swallowed up forever By the fury of your love You stepped into my Egypt each to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the sins of us all. And though the Lord made his life an offering for sin, he will prolong his days. After two days he will revive us. On the third day he will restore us, that we may live in his presence. And he will be given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language will worship him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom will never be destroyed. You stepped into my Egypt. You took me by the hand You marched me out in freedom So let me just cut to the chase. I, I don't know what this means. I don't have a master plan. We don't have a master plan. But I believe we have the master's plan. And we've confronted the resurrected Jesus. And he's told us to reach this valley for Jesus Christ. And we're not going to do that effectively from the corner of Fifth and Park anymore. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. 
Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and fell down into a dead faint. The angel spoke to the woman, Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. And just as he said it would happen, come here and see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened and also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him and grasped his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. Happy Easter, frail children of dust. <laughs> When's the last time you've been greeted on Easter Sunday with that message? It's not the message that we want to think about on Easter Sunday, but it's been so important to Pastor Wooldridge and I as we've been preparing uh, up to the very last minute for this Easter Sunday. As God's been stirring in our hearts what today, uh, what the conversation needed to be about. And so uh, over the last three weeks on two occasions, Pastor Wooldridge and I have had the privilege, and that might sound like an odd word, but we've had the privilege of leading a group of pallbearers carrying the casket of a loved one uh, through a cemetery to their final resting place. And there's just this moment, one of those was just a few days ago, and there's just this moment that began to stir inside each of us as God was just reminding us of the, of the reality and the urgency of the message of Easter. And so I, I want us to think about that today. And as we think about that and pray, as we think about being frail children of dust, that there's a really good possibility that all of us are going to die. And after a hundred years after our death, if Jesus hasn't come back, we won't be remembered. And there's just this sense of, so, so what should life be about? And we want more than anything else on this Easter Sunday and every day of your life, as you remember that you are a frail child of dust, we want you to join with the Apostle Paul, who in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 says this, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Mm. The power of his resurrection. In fact, that's our prayer for you. That word that you would know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Because if we're for our children of dust, we need something inside of us. And that Greek word for power is used 57 times in the New Testament. And is the word from which we get our English word dynamite, this explosive power inside of us. Mm. And that just changes everything. And so we want to share with you uh, four ways that this power of the resurrection can, can just alter your understanding of, of who Jesus is. Mm. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 19 through 21 say this, and this is our prayer as we begin today. We pray that you would begin to understand how incredibly great his power is to help those who believe in him. It's the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heaven. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at the Father's right hand is the power that's available to you and me for help. And that's what I want. And so that's our confession today, that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died on a cross, that he rose from the dead, that his power is available to help. So four places where we see the power of the resurrection, why you need to know it and how it can help you today. Number one, uh, God's power will cancel your past. Yes. God's power will cancel your past. Listen to Colossians chapter two, verses 13 through 15. Then God made you alive with Christ 
for he forgave all of our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us yes. and took it away by nailing it to this cross. In the same way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. He canceled every sin against us. But so many of us, when we take that truth and, and think we want to believe it, we struggle with that and we, we, we wrestle with it. And Pastor, I know you've been talking to some folks that are wrestling with that very thing. Yeah, I've had two conversations just this week with people who said, I believe in Jesus, but I don't know if I'm going to heaven. And it just breaks my heart because they are missing what he did for us right. on the cross. Listen to these words from 1 John uh, chapter 5. It says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus Christ was revealed as God's Son by his baptism in water and by the shedding of his blood on the cross. Not only by water, not by, uh, but by water and blood. And the Spirit, who is truth, confirms it with his testimony. Since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about his Son. All who believe in the Son of God know in their hearts that this testimony is true. Those who don't believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe that God has testified about his Son. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. Whoever has the son in their life, whoever does not have, whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. I have written this to you who believe in the name of the son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. That's right. It's right there, Pastor. That's right. So that you may know. Yes. There's just this sense and the enemy wants us to doubt that. But what Jesus did on the cross is... Is done. It's, it's yeah. finished. In fact, that's what he said from the cross. It is finished. It's paid for. If you believe, yes. and God's power can cancel your past. That's the only thing that can cancel your past. And so there's no need to keep remembering it because he doesn't. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 34 says this, he will remember their sins no more. Mm. It's over. It's done with. Once you have accepted Jesus and what he did on the cross, his power can cancel your past. Yeah. And we continue to think about his power. The second thing we want you to think about today is that his power can conquer your problems. Yes. Just because your past has been canceled doesn't mean that life's going to get easy. And even on that Easter Sunday, we saw so many, uh, the first Easter Sunday, we saw people show up with problems. We saw uh, uh, Mary Magdalene shows up with grief. We see later in the day, Thomas has doubts. Yeah. Uh, Peter's wrestling and struggling with, with sin. Yeah. Can God still use me? Uh, and so there's all these kind of problems. And Pastor, I know that uh, we've been seeing and talking about those problems and, and trying to do our best to see how God would have us love and share Jesus in this valley to try to address some of those problems. We yeah, talk about that. Even just in the video that you just watched, you know, we got to pray, we got to listen to people who are uh, facing real problems. We, we saw addiction, we heard about human trafficking, uh, broken families. There was just so much darkness that we encountered, but Jesus has conquered it all. Look at this, 1 John 4, 9, it says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. 
this is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins forever. It has been paid in full by Jesus Christ on the cross. That's right. And when it comes to conquering our problems, I think that everyone has problems, but our real problem is what we do with our problems. Mm -hmm. And there's really only two options. We can try to solve them ourselves, and that just continues to create more and more problems. Or we can learn to trust God and, yeah. and count on Him. God's Word says this, Romans chapter 8, Christ Jesus is He who died, but rather was raised, who is at the right hand of God and who intercedes for us. What will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation, trouble, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword? And all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God Amen. that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Our past has been canceled. Our yes. problems can be conquered when we learn to trust Him and rely in what He did on the cross. So yes. first, God's power can cancel your sin. God's power, secondly, can conquer your problems. But the third thing we begin to realize and understand is that God's power can change our perspective. Yeah. Whatever it is you're facing today that you're seeing in some way other than the way God sees it, God's power can change your perspective. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says this, Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold, but let God remake you so that your whole attitude of mind is changed and so that you may prove in practice yeah. that the plan, of God is, the plan of God for you is good, acceptable to Him, and perfect. There's just this sense that it can change our perspective. I believe with all of my heart that we're going to do one of two things. We're going to spend time with God and in His Word, and our perspective will be changed, or we'll spend time apart from God in the world, and the world will make us look a whole lot more like the world than Jesus. Yeah, you're right. Uh, just in the letter right there, which is not really a letter, but it's more of a sermon, uh, that John is, is speaking to these house churches all over the region. And there are people who are just saying that Jesus was not the Son of God, that He didn't do uh, what He did on the cross. And so John addresses them. And I think, you know, as we think about our perspective, the enemy wants to uh, make us doubt God's Word. The enemy wants us to, uh, or to, to sever that relationship between God, our Father, and, and us. And so I just want you to think about that. You know, each morning, uh, the first thing, if we're not in God's word, if we're not listening to who he is, his truth that he has right. for us, friends, the enemy is going to, to take us and move us in different directions and, and get us to doubt God's word, doubt God's truth about who we are in him. And so that's why we talk about how important it is to be into God's word. One of the ways that we uh, want to make that uh, just even more available to you is this thing called the Morning Minute. It's a podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts at, we want you to take the Morning Minute Challenge by starting off your day every single morning in God's truth about who He is and who we are in Him. That's right. God's Word says Jesus uh, reminds us that our enemy has a, a job description, and his job description is to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes. He, he wants to steal your eternity away from you. He wants to make you think that your past hasn't been canceled, that your sins haven't been forgiven, and he wants to rob you of the joy and just keep you living in the past. He he wants to, to kill your identity. He, he wants you to think that your problems keep you from being 
uh, effective and he, he wants to destroy the ministry that he has for you and ministry is not going to happen if we're not spending time in God's word God's word says your word I've hidden my heart that I might not sin against you Jesus reminds us that man does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes forth from the uh, mouth of God we need to be taking in his word and we just want to encourage you over and over again to to do that because it's God's word that will that will change our perspective yes and as God begins to change our perspective the message of Easter becomes incredibly simple. And this year, we, we sensed as we are, are, are officiating those funerals and just walking with people that, mm-hmm. that that we don't need a fancy program. We know you can go to other churches and get online and see fancy programs and, and better teachers and better sermons. But for our community of faith, we believe that, that this year, the message just simply needs to be the power of God is available to you yes. and that you need to want it. I, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection, and that's our prayer. And when we know that power, how do we begin to to receive that power? God's word says it this way. says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth they confess, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. goes back to while you're talking about those conversations you've had with people wondering, am I really going to go to heaven? If you believe in him, you will not be put to shame. Heaven, so that you might know that heaven is your home. For there's no distinction between Jew or Greek, for the same Lord is Lord over all, abounding in riches for all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It comes to this point that if you want to have this power that can cancel your past, that can change uh, that can conquer your problems, yeah. can change your perspective. It comes down to this. Will you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord? Will you believe that God raised him from the dead? And it's hard to admit that at first we don't realize we are but finite children of dust. Yeah. Because if Jesus Christ is Lord, it very simply means that we are not. Yeah. And we have to surrender to him and what he did on the cross. And so uh, you can talk a lot about Easter, and you can go in. Do, do we try to prove it to make sure that the resurrection is credible? But this Easter, we want you. We don't want to focus on the credibility of the resurrection because we believe the proof is there, uh, undeniable proof that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Yes. But we don't want to talk about the credibility. We want to talk about the livability mm-hmm. of the resurrection, and livability, and understanding who Jesus is and what His power can do in each of our lives. And so before we go on, I just think we need to stop and ask, have you ever received this power in your life? If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Pastor, would you lead us in a time of prayer for those who need to do that? Yeah, if you've never said yes to Jesus, it's as simple as saying this prayer. Would you pray with me today? Father God, it is in the name of Jesus that I ask for forgiveness of my sins. God, I believe that I have done something in my life that is displeasing to you. And so, Father, today I ask you to forgive me of those sins. Lord Jesus, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. I need a rescuer. I believe that your son, Jesus Christ, came to this earth. He died for my sins. He was placed in a tomb, and three days later, he rose. Today, I put my trust and faith in him. Come into my heart today, Lord Jesus. It is in his precious name I pray. Amen. And how can folks, if they made that decision, connect with us? Would you share? Yeah, would you text Jesus to the number below? We want to come alongside you, pray with you, encourage you, and just point you uh, to to how we can uh, just walk alongside of you in this thing we call life, this journey. That's right. So make sure you reach out. We we want to 
uh, be on this journey with you and yes. just help you take um, uh, every step that it takes to become more and more like Jesus, more like Jesus, less like the world. And yes. so God's power can cancel our past. It can conquer our problems. It can change our perspective. But here's another reality. God's power, once you receive it, will call on you to participate in his kingdom work. Yes. It will call on you to participate in his kingdom work. There's coming a day, the scripture tells us, there's come a day when every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But until then, until that moment, the church is called to participate in the Spirit's work of power of proclaiming Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. Jesus is going to rise from the dead and he's going to appear over the next 40 days to all kinds of individuals. And before he ascends into heaven, he gathers his disciples back and he's going to ascend, but he gives them a charge. And in Acts chapter one, he's going to give them this charge. And uh, the disciples are asking all the wrong questions. They're looking at Jesus and saying, is this the time the kingdom's going to come? Is this the time the kingdom's going to come? And I see that his disciples today still ask the wrong questions. <laughs> We're asking the wrong questions. Are are, are these uh, uh, new Nike tennis shoes that are out there the, the sign of the end of the times? Is this... Yeah. Uh, Vaccine, a sign of the end of the times. Are, are these all of these things? And we start, we're asking the wrong questions. We're asking the wrong questions. And Jesus in Acts chapter one, he says, it's not for you to know the day and the time. But in Acts chapter one, verse eight, he says, don't worry about the day and time. Here's what I want you to worry about. You will receive power. There's that word again. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, yes. Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Yes. And we believe as Miami Valley Church that, that whether you're living in the Miami Valley or you're part of our church and you're from another state in the U.S. or you're watching from somewhere else across the world, we believe that that is our charge from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria to the ends of the earth because we have received the power and we must participate in this kingdom work and the proclamation of Jesus. But it starts in our home. It starts in our heart and then it falls to our home. And once mm -hmm. it starts in our home, we're called to reach our neighborhoods. Yeah. Uh, Pastor, you've said uh, several times over the last year that uh, God has planted us in the Miami Valley as much as he's planted our brothers and sisters in other countries to be the messengers of the kingdom. Yeah. And so it's just really important. It starts in our hearts, moves to our home, uh, impacts our neighborhoods, yeah. uh, moves to our cities, uh, to our valley, and ultimately all across the world. Yeah. But my friends, I believe it starts this way. When you receive Jesus, your past is canceled because of his power. Your problems can be conquered. Yes. Your perspective can be changed and you will be called to participate. Hmm. Will you do it? Yeah. And so now, dear children, frail children of dust, go forth, share and show the love of Jesus in your home, in your neighborhood, in your city, across the region where you live and join a group of people who want to make sure that by doing it that way, Jesus's way, we get the message to the ends of the earth. Pastor, yeah. would you have the last word? For Absolutely. Us? Then now is the time that we get to engage today with God's word, the truth that we just heard. And so the church is meeting in your house, which by the way, if you're not, would you get together with a group of people that you feel comfortable with? There are people who are wanting to get in, uh, to community together and maybe they're just waiting on you maybe you're one of those people and so would you think about that today as god is calling us to participate uh, would you engage together in community and so if you haven't or if you if you would like to would you text engage to the number below pastor we say it each and every week we yes. are not meant to be alone 
We are meant to be in community. And so as we hear God's truth, as we hear his word, let's engage with it together. And so right now I want to engage together with these questions. The first one being this, do you believe Jesus is the son of God? Do you believe that he, what he did on the cross and what he did by by raising uh, from the grave, do you believe that that cancels your past? Do you believe that it overcomes your problems? Right now, I want you to be honest right now and think about that question. Do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe that what he did on the cross uh, would cancel your past? The second thing I want to talk about today is what is he calling you to do? How is he calling you uh, to trust him right now and to do good? And then lastly, I want to I want to ask this. How is he calling you to participate? Maybe who is he is he putting on your heart to reach out to, to encourage today, to share this very truth that you heard today? Maybe it doesn't have to stop with you. Maybe he is putting someone on your heart right now to share this word with. And so let's engage together right now as we love the Lord with all of our heart, as we trust him and do good and make Jesus known.
Thank you.